and welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track. And we're helping your small business one expert at a time. And this week, our expert is Dove Gordon, and we're going to be talking about mastermind groups. I know it's a big topic, and there's a lot of things that we got to cover here. So we decided we're going to focus in on the nine tips that you need to know about mastermind groups, and specifically client generating mastermind groups. For those of you that don't know Dove, Dove is the president of the Alchemist Entrepreneur. He's specializing in helping uh, consulting experts, small professional service firms. He's helping them to build steady, consistent flows of new customers and new clients. Dove's the leader of a high profile CEO peer advisory group whose members represent businesses that generate between 10 and $150 million in annual sales. Dove's objective has him working side by side with senior management to evaluate design and develop company management strategies for the future. In 2010, Dove turned his attention to helping small business entrepreneurs uh, and they, who, who love to do what they do, but they've been struggling uh, with generating a steady flow of customers. So helping small business owners generate customers. And a little known fact about Dove, I like this, he's a semi-professional magician one summer back in his teenage years. What do you say, Dove? You with us? I think so. Hey, that was here. perfect timing. Well, you you gave me just enough time to get through all the housekeeping. <laughs> all right, excellent. <laughs> so, Dove, I was uh, telling everybody important. that uh, you are uh, a high, uh, the leader of a high-profile peer advisory group. You work with some CEOs, and used, uh, we're going to be talking I, I about to mastermind that. groups today. Yeah, that, that was actually history. We, we used to do that. I used to work in person with uh, CEO Mastermind um, with between 10 and $150 million in sales. Last five years, I've been focusing on uh, coaches, consultants, experts. So um, Yeah, excellent. Uh, so so let's get in. We've we, we got a lot of questions that are going up right now, um, That uh, and I'm sure Twitter's going to be on fire here in just a few minutes. Uh, let's start off with and make sure that we're all on the same page. Uh, give me the elevator pitch answer to this question. What do you mean by a mastermind group? What is it? What's the primary purpose for a mastermind group? I think what most people, when they're talking about a mastermind group, what they have in mind is uh, that what, what Napoleon Hill famously uh, said you need to have, be a part of in Think and Grow Rich, which is simply people coming together to learn from each other and to focus on a common objective, a common goal. Uh, when I talk about a mastermind group um, in, in, that brings you clients, I have something a little more... Uh, a little different in mind, which we'll go into a little, uh, in more depth uh, in a moment. But when most people talk about it, that's probably what they mean. Oh, okay, great. So what's the difference between um, a mastermind group and, say, live event network meetups or, say, a group or a Google Plus community even? Um, you know, I mean, it, it, anything is, you know, the, the mastermind principle that Napoleon Hill talked about, uh, which I haven't read this in a long time, so you're, you're, dra you're, you're dragging, drawing out things, that, you know, from the deep down, you know, but the mastermind principle simply just of, uh, you, you know, that when you bring two people together, it, it, you benefit from the third mind, I think he called it, or this, there's, there's, there's always something, the other, you know, what I could see that you need, you know, I can't see for myself, and, and vice versa, so there's uh, a lot to be gained when people come together. It could happen in a networking group, but when you have it in a structured, planned out way with a very clear goal uh, it, it, and clear responsibilities, it makes it much more powerful than something that kind of happened by chance. So what is the your mastermind group that you really focus on for client-generating mastermind group? What does that look like? Is that live? Is it online? What does that look like? 
So first of all, it has the very creative title of the JVMM, the Joint Venture Marketing Mastermind Group. And what happens is that a number of years back when I actually, um, when I decided to move away from working with, uh, you know, kind of that leading the CEO peer group and working with uh, small business entrepreneurs or experts, consultants, coaches, uh, small professional services firms, that's when I decided to head in that direction. So I decided that, okay, how am I going to find such people? And I, the, my tactic of choice was going to be joint venture teleseminars. Um, now the question is, you know, now how do I find other people with whom I have a kind of, we, we, we have the same values. I wasn't looking for people who saw their list as a cash machine. That's not, I'm looking for people who wanted long-term relationships both with each other as well as with their customers and their list. I decided that, um, you know, so, so how do I find such people? I decided to form my own group. That was after checking, you know, out different forums, seeing if I could find such people and, and uh, failing to. I didn't quite find what I was looking for. So I started very small, and now we have about 60 people around the world who are part of this group, Fantastic. including some people who, when I started, I would have thought were completely out of my reach. We can talk about that. Yeah, let's let's do. Okay, so before the show, you and I had a great little uh, pre-show discussion about these nine tips and uh, you provided a, just a fantastic list. I mean, this is a wealth of information here, and I'm really excited to get into this list and talk a little bit about that. So we understand what a mastermind group is. We understand where we can do that and how we do that. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, what what do you do? You um, how do you how do you coordinate with that? So you have a I think you said you had a Google Plus group, and you do like a weekly or a monthly call. We do. Uh, we have a Google group. Not even Google Plus, just a Google group, the email list, the uh, free email group service that uh, uh, that uh, Google has. And once a month, we get on a, a conference line for 90 minutes, and we follow our agenda. We have uh, we have an agenda, and we go through it. I, I'm sure it'll come up in, in later on in one of these nine tips that I put together. <laughs> what, but, once uh, a month? Why only once a month? Well, because you know everybody's busy, and uh, we our Google group is pretty active. And it, it also serves the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish, because the, the, and that's the first tip. So let's go into that. The first tip is be really clear what your objective is. You have to know why are you starting this group. You know, lots of groups will not work, largely because they don't have a clear uh, objective. And therefore, it's kind of like, you know, let's, um, uh, for some people, they put together a mastermind, they're looking for accountability. For some people, they figure we'll meet every two weeks for lunch and help each other out. Uh, all, you know, this could work and, and they could not work. A lot of it has to do with uh, how committed the, you know, do you have a leader and is there a clear objective? Somebody has to lead these things. So um, that is uh, the, the clear objective. Now, in our case, the objective is primarily to, to create joint, venture, uh, joint ventures of one kind or another amongst the people in the group. And if that's the purpose, then what has to happen is that we need to develop relationships to people in the group as a group, and then we also need to develop relationships one-on-one. -on -one. So having a one 90-minute conference call and a rather active email list serves the purpose because in addition to that, people are scheduling one-on-one -on -one calls, uh, meetings, Skype calls with each other, and getting to learn, uh, you know, really building relationships. So it works for us. Mm -hmm. you, you said the word accountability, and I'd heard you say another point in another interview, which I thought was brilliant. Can you touch on your theory about mastermind groups and accountability? Um, let's see if, if what I say this time bears any resemblance to last time. I don't remember what I said. But um, uh, what, what, I, you know, what I tend to think is that, that um, you know, uh, if you really need the accountability, I think you're probably missing something more fundamental. Uh, I, I haven't really heard of a mastermind group that was formed for accountability that kind of lasted really long. It tends to dwindle. I don't think that's enough of an objective. 
I think you know a clear objective is an outcome. Um, you know, again, I don't remember what I said last time, but if you if you want to lead me in there, yeah. Well, ba basically, you said something about babysitting. You said, you know, hey, uh, mastermind groups just don't work. If you're if you're looking for a mastermind group for a babysitter, then you're in the wrong place. Yeah, uh, I think so. The goal of mastermind also, groups is as I understood it from your uh, other seminar that I attended, was that uh, you know it's to help us grow and uh, and help help us grow and get amongst other people, uh, not not to be there for being babysat. Um, you know, let, in in terms of the mastermind group, you the question is okay for me personally. I've been looking at mastermind groups, thinking about it. I've been invited to a couple different mastermind groups. So quite honestly, I'm not really sure what I should do. Should I start my own mastermind group? Or like I've been invited to a couple different ones and some of them in fact are even paid membership mastermind groups and one of them, well it frankly it gave me sticker shock. And so uh, talk for a little bit about uh, should I start my own, should I join one well, and what are your thoughts on membership? Um, it, it, it all goes back to what's your goal. It all goes back to what are you trying to accomplish. So I, I can ask you, you know, what would be the goal? What do you have in mind? What would you want to accomplish? Well, client getting and growing my business. I'm in a place right now where my business has just jumped over a new hump, a new curve. I've expanded. I've started to get a staff going, and uh, we just launched wisersites.com. I've got another project that I'm launching, expansion, and I could use some leadership from people that have been there before. Things like, you know, is it time for LLC? What about legal issues? What about uh, health care? And be around people that have been through that process. Again, I would love to find that group. So that actually strikes me as uh, perhaps more of a coaching group where you'd kind of enroll, you know, get in, in a group where there's a, a coach or someone who's leading people at a similar place in, in their business development and walks you through some kind of process to get from here to there. That's kind of what it sounds like. Um, uh, could it be a mastermind group? Absolutely. Just, again, that's my con. That's what it means to me. That's, how, that, that's what popped in my head. Mm -hmm, sure. So when, if it is your own group, how do you determine who you invite and uh, how do you grow your group? Okay, so I, I'll talk about what, what I did. Uh, maybe that will you know, probably be helpful. So once I realized that I wanted a group of people who would be open to doing joint venture teleseminars with each other, promoting each other, so then I reached out to a small handful of people that I had met online over the years. Um, the ones I could think of who were in this from the very beginning, I still have never met in person. Uh, Ian Brody, ianbrody.com, I think was one of the first. I forget who the other few were. And um, and we started. And at first, uh, the first meeting that we did, the first session uh, um, with our live conference call, I, I, I led it a certain way, and it was the wrong way. What I did was we said, okay, everybody share what you're working on, and if anybody else is interested in helping you promote it, then they would you know, speak up and let them know. And I quickly realized, I immediately realized that was, <clears throat> was going to go nowhere. Why? Because can you imagine a more boring conversation where people are getting on saying, this is what I'm working on, and if you'd be interested, right? It creates the dynamic that I think is is uh, is the reason why so much in-person networking doesn't go anywhere, which is everybody talking about themselves. We yeah, quickly changed that. We see that too over on Google Plus communities a lot. It's like spam control. You know, Google Plus communities, people think, oh, great, I can come in here and drop links about my blog. It's the same concept, right, isn't it? Absolutely. And that wasn't what we're looking for. I'm looking for long-term relationships, people who really want to learn from each other, help each other, and promote each other uh, multiple times over the years not just once. So we quickly changed it and we made it uh, the secondary purpose of the group is really to help each other. Now I say secondary because even though it, what's actually visible if someone is 
looking at what we're doing from the top down, it looks like we're helping each other. Some you know, online, we're all working online. There are lots. Of, there's always technology questions. There's strategic questions. There are tactical questions, and those things will come through the email list on a daily on a daily basis. They'll come up on the monthly conference call. But what's What's also happening is I'm subscribed to so many people's lists from the group, and I'll see this person's promoting that person. Oh, very good. That person's promoting someone else. Excellent. Very good. And and everybody's growing their their lists and their businesses as a result. Yeah, no, that's great. You say sharing. Um, well, actually, before I get to my next question, I want to remind anybody that's just now tuning in, you're listening to Get on Track, Stay on Track, and we're helping your small business one expert at a time. We're with our expert today, Dove Gordon, and we're talking about the nine tips about client generating mastermind groups. And uh, we're at position number two right now. We already talked about number one is the primary, you need to know what your primary purpose is, have a vision for your group. Number two, you need to understand who to invite uh, the people that you want around you. And uh, so I want to ask about, in, the, in terms of the people that are around you, sharing. Uh, talk a little bit about this notion that uh, you know I've been in I've been in groups or whatever where it's this kind of I scratch your back you scratch mine that's kind of this assumed thing uh, I mail for you you mail for me I post for you you post me and sometimes that gets a little bit um, um, presumptuous and I don't always want to have to share I don't believe in it doesn't fit my business model for example some of these other people how do you address some of those issues right, great question so the the way I've addressed that is from the very beginning we had several uh, kind of guidelines of, of what we're looking for and number one is there is no obligation to promote anybody in the group even if somebody promoted you you do not have to promote them it has to be something that you feel comfortable promoting it has to be something that you feel is the right is a good fit it has to be a person that you feel comfortable promoting all you know, there's nobody will ever get in any trouble uh, for that. So that that's uh, that that's the, so it, it's really up to each individual in the group to build relationships with the other people in the group. The group is an opening. The group is kind of bringing high quality people together, and it, it creates the opening, the opportunity to begin to build relationships. But it's completely up to you, and that's that I think is a really important point, and that's something that from the very beginning you know was important to me. Okay, let's move on to number three and four, which are kind of the same. Number three, you say uh, what should, what you should control and what you shouldn't control. And number four is how to lead the calls and how not to lead them. So let's bring points three and four together, leadership. Tell us some important things that you need to understand as a leader. And I want to also bring up one of our comments from our, from our uh, event stream. And I want more people to comment, guys. But uh, Paul Steinbrook says a fantastic comment here. He said, yeah, I've been a part of a mastermind group. It was very helpful. Well, until it imploded due to personality conflict. I know you and I were talking, Dove, before the interview about personality conflict, implosion, and leadership. So let's touch on that for a minute. Well, um, personality conflict, I haven't actually had that as a personal issue. Uh, we've had, I mean, I have had people that I kind of quietly dropped from the group. Maybe that's what it was. But uh, I, I guess the personality conflict he's referring to was so central to the group that it imploded or the group was small. Uh, again, my group has grown from a handful of people to about 60 people. And we're, we, whenever we come across someone really good, we add them. Um, about the point of you know what you should control, what you shouldn't control, and and one of the things I said there is who you should. Ex the the first thing you want to control is who you accept as a member. And earlier you you asked me who, who you know what what do you need to take into consideration? I'd say that 80% of the members in the group should be people who have an audience already. They have a list, 
and they're willing to put you and others in front of their list. It doesn't mean they're committing to. It means that they're open to the idea. They're open to the concept. They're definitely willing to. Um, if not, they shouldn't belong in your joint venture marketing mastermind group, right? That's number one. Now, 20% of your members could be there for some other reason. They could be contributing for, you know, they can have some other contribution. For example, um, one of the members of my group is a wonderful guy named Mitch Russo. Mitch Russo was the CEO of a coaching company that was a joint venture between Tony Robbins and uh, Chad Holmes. He knows what he's doing. He's worked at the top of the industry. You know, he had, at, at their peak, the company had 300, co 300 employees working virtually from home around the country. So, you know, kind of, he, he, he was kind of in between things. Chad Holmes died. The company was going a different direction. He left, and somehow we were introduced. He's in our group, but he didn't have a big list. That wasn't our only criteria. So I'd say there's, there's room for 20% of people who have something else uh, to contribute, and he's taught us all a lot. Um, I say that uh, also as part of who you accept as a group is, like I said, people who are open. They have to at least be open to it in theory. The idea of sharing is, is not about just kind of uh, promiscuously promoting uh, anything that comes across your desk to anybody. It has to be done properly. For example, personally, I never, almost never, will just take a pre-written email and send it out to my list. So, you know, I will really study what it is that I'm promoting. If it's a webinar, I will watch some recorded version of it. I will, if it's a product that someone else is going to be doing, I will learn about it. I will go through it. And I'll write my own thing because I think that's, that's at least my approach. Does everybody in the group do that? No. Is it required? No. But um, it's the openness to it. There's another aspect of that, which is uh, of an abundance mentality. There are certain people who like, you know, I, you know, I, I you know, help people with marketing. You help people with marketing. There's probably some overlap with what they're doing. I, you know, I've got other coaches and consultants in the group who work with coaches and consultants on their marketing and so on. But we're still happy to introduce our list to each other because here's the core philosophy. The core philosophy is that I can have whatever number of people on my list, 90% of them, maybe 80% of them will never buy from me. But they're there for a reason. They're there because they have a need. They want something. So they're looking. They're seeking. If I introduce them to you, some of those will buy from you, even though they never would have bought from me. And then everybody wins that way. So that's the philosophy. What we're not looking for is people who are so closed and, and fearful where, no, I have to be so protective of my list. I have to be so protective. I think they're probably, you know, that's probably... Uh, it's probably uh, it's definitely found in a more corporate world. The more of the kind of the corporate environment, uh, it's probably more of a challenge there. Uh, people who have grown up in the direct marketing world, who are studied the direct marketing, uh, probably understand the concept of uh, that we're talking about uh, more readily. Keep going down the list. Yeah, well, I'm, I want to bring up a couple comments here that uh, I think are pretty pretty great. Uh, Christopher Vogelman, he says, whenever two or more are gathered together, that's when you have a mastermind. And he follows it up by saying, hashtag backscratch fever doesn't work long term. Internet marketers get all hung up on mailing for each other affiliate marketing dance. And uh, yeah, I think that's so true. And, and that, that goes to what you're saying here about you know knowing the right people to have in your group and uh, and it goes back to the objective what's the objective of your group in your group of course uh, mailing for each other is a is a big objective but for say my group you know that uh, offering your coaching for example you know i my skills are are largely in development and website and hosting and i could help somebody who's maybe m more qualified in llc and insurance and the two of us can then combine and share our resources as long as you're willing to share because that's the goal of a mastermind right you sharing each other's resources and if that resource is a list or or uh, you know um, something like that then okay so now let's get to the question of uh, we, we've got people in our group uh, we've, we understand some leadership 
tactics and skills that we need to know. Let's go back to that leadership a little bit more, though. Uh, what are some things that you would say on uh, control? Let's jump to your number three. I want to hear some of those. Okay, so I have your control who you accept as a member. That's uh, we, I think we talked about that. Yep. Um, control who remains a member. You know, um, it, you know, there have been some people that I've dropped from the group over time for several different reasons. Um, what comes to mind is, um, you know, I dropped somebody who, who kind of, there's some people who were dropped just because they really weren't active and they didn't show any signs of being active. Uh, or, or rather, they kind of showed that they were not planning to be active. So there's no reason to have them hanging, hanging around. Uh, there's somebody I, I dropped because he bought something for me shortly after he, we were introduced and he joined the group. He bought a product for me. You know, just kind of went to my site and bought it. Uh, it was like three payments. He made the first one and the second one bounced, so I just kind of asked him about it. He had some story, some explanation, and okay, whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm an easygoing guy. Um, but then he stopped answering my emails, and it wasn't so much that you know, like you know, everyone could hit a hard spot and so on, but a uh, rough spot. But what bothered me was that he kind of lost. You know, it was, it was a question of character. If you're not willing to even have a conversation or talk about it or like face up to it or apologize, whatever it might be, so I dropped him immediately. Didn't even get you know like once he wouldn't respond. If someone doesn't respond, then you know they're out. There's no reason for it. They obviously don't want to be there badly enough. Uh, what I'd say those are things you do want to control. Who's accepted and who remains. Uh, what you do not want to control or don't try to control deals in between members. So again, it's a joint venture group. Well, I had one member come to me who was relatively new and he wasn't so comfortable with the whole idea. Again, he, he was kind of probably in there for one of the the 20%. Uh, the 20% that I referred to earlier, they're in there for other reasons, not necessarily, they're, they're not part of the 80% who are so direct marketing savvy. Um, and and he said, you know, Dove, if you kind of introduce me to some other people in the group and, and we make sales, I'll give you a commission. And I said to him, you know, the way it works is that I'm happy to take a commission if I promote you directly. But I'm not. I don't insert myself in between anyone else in the group. If anybody else in the group does a deal, that's completely up to them. I, you know, I'm. We all win that way because the group is valuable to everybody. So that's. I would. I would. I think there's a ten. There could be a tendency for some people to try to control too much. And if you try to control too much, you end up losing everything. Um, I wouldn't try to control any relationships between people in any way. And I don't. We don't control commissions. Everybody has their own. You know, if I promote somebody. And you know, whatever they pay, they pay. I'd, I'd say that you know we're not like the top tier, um, you know, gurus. If we were, you know, people would have heard of this before. But um, um, but having said that, you know, like there, something that I learned, and I know a lot of people get stuck on this. They think you know, they want to go to the top tier. I think we mentioned this later as well. But you know, and they're worried. Well, they're worried about whether they have a proven um, a proven offer and so on. And and you know how much you know how much will people earn if they promote me? And what I'd say is that you got to get started where you are, and you have to start with people who are where you are a little bit ahead of you. If you're starting with people who are where you are and a little bit ahead of you, then you'll be fine. And what I found is that people are happy to promote you because of your relationship, because they come to trust you and they value who you are and what you're trying to convey and how you're trying to really help through your business. And therefore, they're happy excuse me, to introduce you and to put you in front of their list. The commissions are almost a secondary thing. I'd say that's true for most of us, most of the people in my group. It's not the main way we make our income. The main way we make our income is from our own sales to our own list and so on, and we'll pay commissions, of course. But I don't want people to get stuck on that. Does that make sense? 
It does. And Dove, man, I got to tell you, I appreciate all this information you're giving us. You're giving us so much stuff. I know it's only 30 minutes and I bet you're just like br- br- uh, like primed and ready to give so much more. But we're, we're running out of time and I want to get some of the uh, some of the questions from the audience. But I'm going to read out loud really quickly your list. For those people that are, are taking notes right now, here's your list of the nine. Uh, number one, make sure you have a primary purpose. Number two, understand uh, who to invite. And uh, number three, how much should you control and what shouldn't you control for how do you lead the calls or not lead the calls or how do you lead the group? There's some tips there. Second, uh, number five, we didn't get on this one yet, but always be moving up. Always grow, uh, which Dove just now talked about. Uh, you know, don't don't uh, be the bottom of the class or don't be the top of the class because you can't grow if you're at the top of the class. Find a class where you're in the middle so that you have room to grow. Understand that you may need to let somebody go at some point and uh, and 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 in your your member management, then you're also going to want to apply the 80/20 rule. We talked about that, scratching your back, scratching my back. And this is look, this is a long-term strategy. This isn't you know pop up a mastermind group, get started, and then all of a sudden three weeks later, you know you're mailing your people are mailing for you out to a million, you know million other people. And and W said you had a number nine. Just give us the bullet point on that number nine. Number nine is um, it, it shouldn't be just business. It should also be really caring for people. We had uh, just a quick example. We had uh, I found out that one of our members uh, had a son that that was going through some serious heart surgery and, and a difficult recovery. And we all got together and we we you know sent over gifts for somebody who was in London or nearby. So we, and, and and he and his wife and his family they they really were touched and appreciated. Um, it's not just we didn't do it for that. It's just looking back, that's what it was. It's not. It's just you know care about the people. I mean, if you really build relationships, uh, we're talking about relationships. We're not just talking about back scratching like we we tend to see so popular on the internet. Yeah, and uh, we've only got one minute left, but I want to take the, bring this call up from Debbie Davis and uh, a couple other people are saying good question, Debbie. So uh, she's asking, do some mastermind groups work as private ba- brand? Advocate strategies, for example, you know, friends who are raving friend, friends of each other. Uh, does that does that work as a mastermind group? Give us the uh, thirty second answer, Dove. Well, I think the sincerity of it comes across. You know, I see a lot of stuff online. I'm not so active on on Facebook or Google Plus, but so much of it is like people talking as if they've inhaled helium, and now they're talking. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't talk to me. It doesn't get me excited. If something is sincere and something is real. I think it, 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 it definitely works. Nevada Ott wants you to answer in 30 seconds. Uh, what are some of the gains, some of the gains that you've received from partnering with your groups, your mastermind groups? What are some things you've learned, some tools you shared? Can you just throw out bullet point, you know, five items or three items? Gosh, I mean, uh, I, I'm having trouble thinking of, of two or three items. I really say everything. I mean, it has become, I, I cannot imagine where I'd be now without these people, without these 50 plus 60 people, everything. I mean, from the from the office autopilot entreport, which I use and which I, you know, and everything. I mean, go on. What, that, that's, that's the short answer. <laughs> people always love to hear about tools. She, she touched on the word tools. Tool. Give, give us a couple tools that you used for your mastermind group to manage your group. To manage the group, I use Google Groups and we use uh, Instant Teleseminar for the teleseminars. That's how you get manage the ninety people for the for the monthly call. ninety minute call. Yep. The ninety minute call. Say that the name again. Instanttelesseminar.com. 
Instantel. And you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track, helping your small business one expert at a time. We're talking with Dove Gordon about the nine tips for client-generating mastermind groups. Head on over to the event page because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussion. Dove's going to jump over there and answer your questions. Uh, so I want to say big, huge thanks uh, to Dove Gordon for taking his time today, talking with us, and getting kind of getting some fires going. Maybe we didn't answer everything in detail, but I hope we got you thinking on track tips. Uh, if we do, then go ahead and make sure that you tweet using the hashtag on track tips, Dove Gordon's got me thinking about masterminds. Go ahead and tweet that out. And then, uh, so Dove, where do you want people to follow up? If they want to hear more Dove Gordon, where do they go? Um, they can go to dovegordon.net and that, at dovgordon.net where you can get a uh, free recording of uh, one of my most popular seminars, which is uh, the uh, consistent flow of clients. And... Um, that's uh, that's what I would say. Get started there. Absolutely fantastic to meet Dove Gordon today. Get on track, stay on track, and we want to say a special thanks to our sponsor, which is a little bit uh, self-serving, but hey, you know what? I can do that. It's my show. Head on over to wisersites.com. We're only looking for 12 more people. If anybody's looking for dedicated hosting speed and uh, at uh, shared hosting support, maybe you're over on uh, one of those other sites right now, paying, uh, you know. Whatever you're paying, we'll match it or we'll get very close. Give me a call, 231-432-8177, wisersites.com. You're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track. That's ontracktips.com. Head on over there, look for the big red button and push it, and we're going to find you an expert to answer your questions that you're struggling with in your small business. Thanks a lot, Dove Gordon, for stopping by, and uh, we're saying goodbye for now. We'll see you next time, everyone. Bye, Thank bye you. Dove. Bye. Bye.